Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This week, I am meeting with Nikita Williams. Nikita is a mindset business coach and host of the Crafted to Thrive podcast. Her aim is to help all creative women, especially those of us with chronic illnesses, to share their story without feeling shame or feeling incapable. So important. She's empowering these brilliant women to use their story as fuel so they can be successful, create the life they deserve, and most importantly, thrive. Welcome, Nikita. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm so happy to have you here because I know you are the perfect person to talk to about doing business your own way because I know you've had to sort of forge your own path to make everything work in a healthy, holistic kind of, you know, thriving life way. And I would love to hear more about that. So tell us more about how you came to be with Crafted to Thrive. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I love being part of shows like this because of exactly what you said, this conversation needs to happen more about having that sustainable business that looks different, like doesn't look like a cookie cutter neighborhood necessarily. It's just comfortable with how your life works. And that's kind of how my business um, kind of grew or has come to where it is today. Um, I kind of have a background in real estate and marketing and um, photography. And so I love creative people. I love creative things. Um, But I've always found a challenge. I wouldn't say always for the most part, for the last 20 years, I found a challenge dealing those kind of businesses in the right quote unquote way, which is very traditional business kind of way. And I was struggling, struggling to find my place in that. And um, I started online because that gave me more flexibility and sustainability to do things my way, sort of, but I didn't know what my way really was. Honestly, when I first started, I've been in business for um, almost 10 years now. So it's been um, a lot of trial and error, but the moment I decided, you know what, I can take what I know fundamentally, right? And then my experiences in life and create it how I want to see it and how I want to live it. And that has helped me build a more sustainable more joy-filled business rather than trying to be like someone else. I found my power in being myself the most. Uh, How beautiful. I love how you said joy-filled because isn't that really what it's all about? I mean, most of us, especially as women, I think we start these businesses to give back to the world so we can feel that sense of contribution and experience that personal growth that comes through serving others and have a greater, deeper sense of joy in our life. So if we do get stuck in these business practices that are, you know, that traditional kind of hustle and grind, no matter what, do it all kind of attitude, we're losing the joy altogether. And then what's the point? What's the point if that's not part of the equation? Absolutely. I agree with that uh, completely in in the sense that building your business traditionally there's nothing wrong with it that's how you flow if that's how you grow go ahead girl that's like power to you um but when you're living with like life hurdles so whether it's chronic illness or life is just like crazy bananas you don't know what is happening i find the the tradition of the hustle and the grind you can't flourish in that because you're kind of stifling your reality you're not living your truth and so 
when you're doing that, it feels like you're doing this cycle that feels like impossible and you're just beating a, beating a dead bush. I don't know what the saying is, but you really are just kind of going in circles and it doesn't help you build an actually thriving business. I've met so many women who are literally on the verge of quitting because they're like, man, I just can't do it. Like how I see everybody else doing it and the power that they can get when they see, Oh, wait a minute. I can do it. Like what my reality is. Show me how to do that. So yeah, I agree. It's so, it's so amazing to see women do that. Yeah. How awesome to turn around that feeling of failure you know, and to show them that it's just failure at this one strategy. There's a way for you that is going to just skyrocket and take off. So how are you finding grace for your messes and embracing them as your truth and just allowing yourself to flourish? (laughs) Trial and error. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's one of those things that you learn, um, through the challenges and the hurdles, I think it's one of those things that you recognize that you can't, there is no such thing as perfect in the sense of, you know, perfect. Like there's no, there's no secret that you're missing in the sense of you're doing something wrong. I feel like time is the most graceful of things um, because it gives us space to learn and pivot and twist and, get comfortable in places where we need to get comfortable. And for me, you know, the first five years of my business, I was doing it kind of in crisis mode, like really just trying to live a um, B um, help support my family and not feel like I was a burden. Right. Um, When you have a chronic illness and you're in hospitals and doctor's visits and all those different things, you want to feel like you, can contribute something (laughs) like you can contribute something. And so in the very beginning, it was really hard to find grace because I was really hard on myself. I was really hard on what I couldn't do and what I was not able to do. Um, what I thought others were expecting of me. And, um, I didn't really see how I can give myself grace until a really good friend reached out to me who was living with a chronic illness, multiple, she was running a business online and she was finding her stride and she gave me permission. She's like, you know, Nikita, you're, you're dealing with this, but you're still here. You know, you're still here and you're still going. And, you know, you started this business so that you can have more flexibility and freedom. So why not give that to yourself first and lean into trying to help other women do the same. And I never really thought about it that way. She kind of woke me up (laughs) And I was like, you know what? You're so right. And it's really helped me in in general, just kind of shift that mindset over time. It took a lot of journaling, a lot of prayer, a lot of conversations with women who have gone through similar things that I have gone through and seen how they gave themselves grace and also forgiving myself and allowing the grieving process of what life would have been like had all of the craziness that happened. And I think we have to allow space for that because once you kind of lean into that pain and that hurt, you can really release it. And that's really how I find grace. And still today, you know, before the show, I was talking about, I'm like literally not feeling that great this week. And it's just one of those things you recognize, okay, well, this is reality. This is what it is, but that means I might have to not do some things. That's okay. Um, and I, I, I'm okay with that now. 
a couple of years ago, maybe not so much, but now I've just learned that it, it, it serves me more to rest. It serves me more to give my mind ease of saying it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's like making that shift where bringing your best self forward or your best self to your business doesn't mean you're going at 110%. It means you're showing up to the best of your ability in this moment, authentically at all times. I love that. That's beautiful. So how do you think women can validate themselves as they're going through this process of learning what is the right way for them, even if it looks really different than sort of the mainstream normal? How can they do that, do you think? So I say this in humility and pride. (laughs) It can exist in the same thing. One of the things that my clients personally enjoy when they work with me is really leaning. I lean into questioning everything. I believe that the thought of whatever you think that should be is probably wrong. Like I believe that how you think so-and-so is doing something is probably not how they're doing that something. I think reality of what we perceive is skewed and our brains work that way. Our brains work very, it takes in a lot of information and is making quick judgments and half the time they're not right. (laughs) So I find that if you are in the space and you're trying to find like your self, your rhythm of what really works, ask yourself, why is this thing the thing I have to do? Is it really true that if you don't do this, whatever fear, whatever thing that's holding you back, is that thing going to actually happen? Have you seen that happen? What's the evidence of that? Like literally like become your own investigator of your thoughts. And for me, that's really helped me. That's the thing that I help my clients with is asking them questions when they're saying things. And I'm like, okay, let's really, let's talk about that. What do you feel about that? Like, what is that true? And I think when you really get down to the nitty gritty of it all, you learn okay, I don't actually have to do it that way, <laughs> but this is not actually the way I'll, um, I'll give you an example. There's a woman I love. Her name is Jasmine Starr. If you don't know her, she's amazing. She's like really gritty and really, really like hustle. What do whatever you got to do. And, um, in part of my business about eight years ago, <laughs> eight years ago, seven years ago, um, I was trying to figure out how to write content. I'm not a writer. I don't really enjoy writing. I have more so now, but I'm not a writer. So I was like, how do I do content? How do I create blog posts? How do I do captions on social media and all those different things? And, you know, she provides prompts and all that kind of stuff. And I was like sitting there looking at her prompts. I'm like, this does not sound like me. Like it it, it would perfectly work for someone who's like, I'm just going to plug and play and go. But it did not. I could not put myself on the page and be like, that's the words I need to use. So it forced me to look at it differently. And I was like, how can I do this my way? You know, how can I make this more comfortable? And my way was like, what if I just spoke about things? And I started my podcast and then I found my voice, my inner voice of how I can write. And so that's what I challenge people to do is to really look at something that maybe you're struggling with. Maybe it's really difficult. Maybe you're like this strategy or this piece of idea in my business is just like I'm hitting the wall. Can you do it differently? Can you do it in a superpower that you know you have and like surprise yourself and surprise the world? 
I love that idea. Like just instead of quitting or giving up on it, just pulling back and saying, how can I bring myself to this activity or this project or this desire and, you know, make it happen in the way that works for me so that I'm not butting my head up against that wall over and over (laughs) and over again. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. That's amazing. So how has your business approach changed as you've embraced your own way of doing things, you know, even in the last five years, how does it look different today? Yeah. So video and audio is my friend. Like, (laughs) um, I used to be really afraid of video. I used to be like, nobody wants to see me. Cause I had, you know, when you live with chronic illness, you are often misjudged. Also, I'm a woman of color. So there's that level of drama (laughs) and there's a lot of, you know, inner, conversation around that. And so for a while I was like, I don't want to be seen. I don't mind being heard. Um, so let me, you know, kind of lean into, to speaking, speaking my truth, speaking my story. And it honestly didn't really hit me until I started sharing my story on my podcast and women were reaching out to me and they're like, Nikita, this is so important and so powerful. I've been there. I've had those thoughts. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I was like, I'm talking to women about business. I didn't realize that this was like going to be so empowering to women. And that really has unlocked my business today. It's literally from my podcast to opening up about my story it has created the framework I use in my coaching business is created um, how I create my content. It's how I communicate with my girls, um, video and audio. So it's my superpower and it's a superpower. I had to like kind of tap into by looking back at my past. Um, in my past, I used to also do like for marketing, I used to do networking events and I love people. I'm an extrovert. I love people. I thrive on that. Um, I get energized by people like a conversation like this will probably keep me going for the rest of the day. Um, You know, yeah, he's right. So I was like, how do I do that online? How do I create that online? And at the time I was at home recovering from surgery. So I was really missing that. And so I really tapped into something that I knew that I love that I did really well. And that literally has created the business that I have today so much so that it's, it's grown tremendously of me just finding what it was that is my, my sweet spot, which is talking to people. (laughs) I love that. I love that you pulled back and went where you were comfortable that you were like, I don't want to be on video. I don't feel good about that. But you didn't just force yourself to do a bunch of videos and get over it. Like you were like, okay, but I do feel comfortable talking to people. I can put my voice out there. Right. And I think that is just as important as being willing to put the video out there. And like you said, that it built into now this comfort with video and comfort with just communicating in general with people from your deepest level. And I'm not surprised that that has just empowered your business to thrive because that's, that's the core of it, isn't it? Just bringing our truest self forward and allowing people to respond to that because once the right people do, your business takes off. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really a strategy. I like this. I like to say this often because, you know, when I first started online, I was doing digital marketing and there was a lot of fear marketing going on. This is like right when like Facebook ads, you could get like thousands of ads and people clicking on it and click to ratio and like get get it for a penny. Like it was so cheap. Um, and now that's not happening. Um, but when I started, there was a lot of fear mongering kind of 
marketing, which is like, oh, you're missing this. You're not enough. Like a lot of those kind of terminologies where you're seeing that, okay, the reason why I'm not successful is because I'm not doing this specific thing, or I haven't conquered this thing. And all the things kind of start adding up. And you're just looking at this mountain hill of all the things that you don't know, or that you're missing. And it can start to feel like, what am, what am I doing? But I think think the power, and I know actually the power is really looking at not what you don't have, but what you do have. What is it that you are amazing at? What is it that people are coming to you and saying that you're amazing at? And where do you feel most comfortable? That's so easy that other people are like, how did you do that? Like things where people are like, I don't understand how that came to you so easily. Those are your, your gems, those in those gems in the rough, if you will, that you have to cultivate confidence in and bring them to the world. And it takes some time because sometimes there's a lot of other things going on in our mind that makes us think, oh, that's just not enough. But it is. It's more than enough. And just like those precious gems, when you first pull them out of the ground, they're kind of dingy, they're dirty, they're not really sparkly like we know them but they have to go through this process of being polished and the right facets cut and presented in the right light. And once it is, you're like, wow, that yeah. is just amazing. I'd love for you to share with us your favorite business hack or a bit of advice for business gal pals out there. Just any little thing, life or business that you'd love to share with us. So I'm a big repurpose queen. Like when it comes to creating on t- uh, content, especially because of time, um, also because of brain fog, if you have chronic illness, you deal with a lot of brain fog and tiredness. And so when you pour yourself or pour things into like content, one piece of content, finding a way to repurpose it in multiple different facets gives you more time back to yourself and less brain you know, focusing in. And I have learned to do that with my, my content that I do on audio and on video because one, I feel like I can articulate myself a little bit more easily that way. And then I can have someone else go and pull that and like create different posts, blog posts, um, captions for Instagram. I can pull out ideas for quick reels and things like that. I can also create emails from that content. Like it just really allows, allows you to feel more free to take one piece of content and split it up at at least five to 10 times. Um, I think, especially if you have a podcast and it's like 30 minutes or more, there's at least 10 pieces of content in that, I can guarantee you. And if you're doing IG lives or if you're doing any kind of YouTube or anything like that, and it's even the mini shorts, or if you're doing a little bit longer ones, you can take those and create them into captions and carousels and videos. It's just, just take what you are doing and make sure you multiply it. So let me ask the question that I know a lot of business gal pals out there are thinking. If you're doing that, aren't you afraid that your people are going to get bombarded with the same thing over and over and that they're going to get tired of you? So that's a really good question. And it's a common fear and like worry. They ain't seen it, (laughs) y'all. So true. So true. I have clients that have been with me for at least a year. And there's content that's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this exists. And I'm like, 
It's been in our coaching group sessions. It's been on social media. It's been on my website. And it's like, they're just not seeing it. And I think we have to realize that we live in a world right now, especially online, where people are so bombarded. And even if they did see it, they forgot it two seconds later. So it's not about, it's not about how many things you have to create new. It's about the quality of what you create right now and how you can reintroduce that quality over and over again with that one piece of content content and make it, if you want, if you feel really afraid of the idea that someone else is going to be like, oh, you did that already, put a different picture on it or change the words around, like move it from the bottom to the top, like just switch it up because you can, but it can, it's literally, I think statistically, I was looking at this recently for a client. I'm like, 2% of your audience actually sees what you put on social media. And that's not, and that's, that's when like the algorithm is doing something that they know what they're doing instead of testing things and trying things. They don't know what those statistics are. And so I think it's really important to realize that um, there are blog posts and Pinterest, Pinterest posts that are getting over and over views, like over and over and over. And YouTube, if you're on YouTube, there's stuff you can put out today that doesn't become popular until like five years from now, but thousands of people saw it. Did it mean, did it mean that it's not successful? Did it mean that it was not useful? No, it's just that people need to see it multiple times, multiple times. I also like to use this example when we used to, and if you still get commercials on your TV (laughs) for Hulu or Netflix or whatever, how many times do we see the same exact ad? They don't change a thing. Like at all. Like I think this year at the Super Bowl, there was like a couple ads that because I'm a marketer, so I really pay attention. Um, there were a couple of them. I'm like, hey, they used that one last year, but who cares? Because you forgot about it until you just saw it again. That's how they do it, and that's repetition. Repetition creates um, confidence. It creates authenticity. Like people know what it is that they can expect from you. So it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Perfectly said. Thank you so much, Nikita. I appreciate that so so much. So why don't you tell us where people can find you if they're interested in finding out more about Crafted to Thrive or they want to take advantage of your free business mindset toolkit? Yeah, you can go to my website at Thrive with Nikita, um, which is about to launch. I'm in the middle of a rebrand. So forgive the confusion if there is any. If you go to Crafted to Thrive, it will send you there. Um, But yeah, all of the freebies are on my website. And it is a really cool freebie because it's a mindset and business toolkit that allows you to kind of prepare yourself to ask those questions that you need to disrupt those thoughts of limiting beliefs, those thoughts of I'm not enough, those thoughts of why am I even doing this business? It kind of brings you back all the way around. And then also some self-care beyond, you know, baths and fingernails and all that kind of stuff, like real deep self-care care. Um, and I do believe that for a business to thrive, you have to have a good combination of both mindset and business. Absolutely. I think mindset is our number one tool. Self-care is so important. Anytime I'm like stuck against my own wall in business, or I'm like, oh, I just don't want to get to that today or anything like that. I know that that means I need to pull back and take care of myself just a little bit more. And then I can come back to it absolutely refreshed. Such a blessing to talk to you today, Nikita. Thank you so, so much for sharing your wisdom. And there's some great things here. I hope everyone has had a good time listening to this conversation and we will talk to you soon. Oh, thank you for having me on the show. And I can't wait to hear what your ladies think about it. 